Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. Had a great one. It was awesome. Spent it with the uh, the family, did a lot of fishing. It was hot and uh, really enjoyed it, though. It was nice being with the kids and my beautiful wife, Libby, who does a great job and had a lot of fun. What'd you barbecue? I had ribs. I didn't do a very good job. Had a great, uh, had the great American rib off, and just I tried them a different way. But once I put them in the oven, they were just marvelous. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the oven on the ribs, Randy. It's it's the great equalizer, as you well know. <laughs> yeah, it is it's cheating, but hey. It's very good. It, it can't be cheating if it makes them good, right? Yeah, if, if, that's if the, true. If the end oh, yeah, product yeah. is good, it doesn't matter how you get there. Well, I, I was going Ask against... the Astros. Well, that's true. <laughs> Trash can or not. Um, I, I was going against a buddy of mine. We we did the... We called it the Great American Rib Off, and mm-hmm. so we had to finish at the same time. And uh, normally, if I would oh. undercook them or you know whatever, I would. So I really try to do these slow, and mm-hmm. you know, so I, it was it was time. I had to take them off the... Off the, uh, the the green egg, and, mm-hmm. and I knew they were undercooked just slightly. They still weren't bad, but then if I had normal time and was preparing them properly, I would put them in the oven, and they would have been, just been perfect. So I said, okay, everybody can try them, and everybody booed me, and I said, all right, I'll put them in the oven. Yeah. My oldest said, Dad, this sucks. And I said, thanks a lot. But he, if they were perfect, he would have done that to me, too. Yeah, right. Just to rub it in. That has to be difficult. You, you always talk about this low and slow. I do not have the patience to do that, to let it sit that long. If you're looking, you ain't cooking. And you can say that with cut-off sleeves. Yep, and that's a, right. You know, like a bush beer light cap and America. America. Yeah. That, that's the 4th of July, baby. And really, with America, a, with a green egg Michelle. with a Traeger, right. you really you you don't have to look. It's as a matter of fact, it can be considered a negative to look. That's the point. Yeah. You're looking, you ain't cooking. Because you're exactly. releasing the smoke, right, and the heat, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. You're, See, I could grill. I could yeah, grill. you're in. I'm in. You're my, part of the family. My uncle for our Fourth of July barbecue made the best ribs I've ever had. They fell off the bone. That's what you want. It was. Delicious. Delicious. Shout out yeah. Uncle Terry. Mm-hmm. All right. And how about yours? Yours was good? Yeah, but I didn't... You know what? As I look back this weekend... Oh, I, I guess I did use the Traeger for some burgers. Uh, played it pretty straight, though, with burgers, mm-hmm. brats, hot dogs, stuff like that. Can't mess that up. No, uh-uh. No. So I didn't do any ribs. So. I love cooking ribs, man. It's fun. <laughs> Just I, fun. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I, I'm going to do some this summer. Maybe I'll do some next weekend. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Man. So probably will too. Uh, uh, Fourth of July without baseball oh. and uh, so weird, isn't it? it so it, weird. It, it yeah. is so weird. Michelle, you're right. It's odd. Murka without baseball. Yeah. Fourth of July it just doesn't Apple feel pie. right. Apple pie. Come on. And right. I, I have texted you over the last decade and a half, ever since uh, texting became a thing, because pretty much every Fourth of July is spent with you. And I'm barbecuing, and then I've got the TV on, so I'm, it's Cardinal Baseball and Danny, and it's barbecuing and going back and forth from the grill 
going out during commercials so that I can watch the game. And it, it is, it, it was weird to not experience everything that we celebrate without baseball. I, it was weird. I, I had a, um, I don't know, some social media reminder or something. I don't know. I guess two years ago we were in San Francisco. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just popped up on my... Oh, a memory? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just... All this stuff coming back, I, you know, you think about different places that you're at. Um, it's been odd. This whole... For everybody. I mean, come on, everybody. It, it's just been an odd summer for everybody. Uh, for me, it's just been weird not going down to the ballpark. I have not been to the workouts. Uh, I probably will not go down to the workouts. Um, because I, I, not that because I don't want to go down there. I just, I'm trying to be as safe before, if, and when we go back to work, I really just want to be safe. I I have to come in here. I say have to, I enjoy what I do, but this is my job right now. And, you know, we're required to come into the studio and I want to do that, but I, I'm really trying to be as safe, ultra safe as I can. I do not want to get the virus. I mean, no one wants to get the virus, but before I go back to work, I'm trying to be ultra safe because I don't want to have anything possibly inhibit the um, the chances of getting behind the mic to go do a game. And I've tried to be ultra conservative and responsible anyway, but I'm trying to be so responsible and and take it to the nth degree of making sure that I, if and when we come back, and I, I still think it's a big if, that um, I have the chance to do it because I don't want to miss it. I, I miss it so much, guys. I mean, to tell you, and there are days like the 4th of July and there was opening day and things like that that you do miss it, I think, more than others. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel that way. Opening day was really hard. Opening day was tough. Home opener was tough. Home opener, yeah, yeah. that was super tough. 4th of July, 4th those of July. kind of yeah. things. But, you know, we'll get we'll get through it. You you come in and you do this show. You've been certainly working during all of this. But yeah. do you miss the pace of calling a game? So much. Have you been tempted to call anything at this point? <laughs> like do play-by-play for your kids or something? Because you just need to scratch that itch? I, I go back. I watch a lot of um, MLB Network. That, that part has been really cool for me to have the time to go back. I watch MLB Network religiously anyway. Especially during the season, I go back... I've told you guys this a million times. Like, I watch the West Coast games anyway. I can't sleep after our games at night. Um, before I get into the booth, a lot of times I'm watching the early games anyway, seeing what's going on, on around the league. Um, I used to watch Vin all the time. But um, I texted Chip Carey the other night because they put on that Braves-Mets game of the mid-'80s. I think it was in 85 when they had, like, just the longest rain delay down in Atlanta. And then they, they played for like an hour, and then they had another mm-hmm. two-and-a-half-hour rain delay. And it, anyway, long story short, they wound up playing, you know, till 4 or 5 in the morning, okay? And then they had fireworks or whatever it was, and Chip's dad was on the game. And I, I texted Chip, and there's Skip Carey calling the game, <laughs> and here's Hernandez, you know, and he's doing mm-hmm. the game. And it was just funny. We're, you know, going back and forth, but listening to the various broadcasters call the game and how the game has changed and how it's delivered on television especially – that I, I found that kind of fascinating, watching the game and listening to those broadcasters. That, that's been kind of fun for me. And the, the big difference is, and you were talking last week about how many billboards you need to read, and there oh are God. times during the game where you can't be watching the game because you, you have the next, whether it's the Honda home, Honda home run inning, right? Yeah. 
See, I'm paying attention. Yeah, you are. Good uh, job, Randy. Thank you. But, uh, you know, here's what's coming up on Fox Sports Net Midwest tomorrow. We're back at it at uh, pregame at 6.30. All those things. And that game, I think it was 1984, Skip's able just to watch the game. And, and didn't have any of the extraneous stuff that we need now because it raises funds. It's It's a revenue driver. But... That wasn't there in 1984. The pace of a Keith Hernandez at bat, I noticed the other night, was unbelievable. Rick Mailer was on the mound, and um, and Skip was talking about how great of a, a two-strike batter Keith Hernandez was. Keith Hernandez didn't step out of the box, and he had something like an eight- or a nine-pitch at bat and didn't uh, step out of the box except one time. And he took one down the third baseline, still stayed in the box. Remember how Keith would adjust his helmet? Do you remember mm-hmm. that? He yeah. would and then kind of just took one little practice swing and then stayed in the box, and Mailer got the ball right back from the catcher or the umpire and went right back to the mound and threw another one. Then he pulled one down the first baseline. Then he he fouled one back and then eventually got a double into the gap in left center. And I was just amazed. That's the thing that's struck me is how quick the uh, the approach is of the pitcher and the batter. Just they're in the box, they get the ball, they go. And, and it's just a different pace to the game. The game is completely different. And the presentation of the game, just they, they just go. I think it's better. I do think it's better. I, I, I think the athletes are incredibly better now. Um, not to say that they were bad then. It's just the athletes are bigger and stronger now. I don't necessarily think they're better baseball players, but they're just bigger and stronger now. I had forgotten that Rick Mailer pitched in that game. Yeah. Notable that he also pitched nine innings of relief. Nine innings of That's relief right. in the 1988 game that Jose Oquendo pitched here. That's right. That's the, the connection between the two. It's yeah. incredible. Amazing. The Nationals, who canceled their workout for today, their players and staff were tested on Friday. Today is Monday, and they haven't gotten the results back yet. So the Nationals canceled their workouts for today. And on the West Coast, uh, the A's have not had a full workout yet. And then the Giants have had some issues as well. So it's kind of been hit and miss as we go along here uh, in the first uh, few days of the the opening of camps. Uh, Just come down. I saw Ken Rosenthal retweet this. The Astros also canceled their workout today. They're still waiting their Friday results as well. Okay. Hmm. So that's another team. So we are now, what, 18, 19 days away from the opening of the Major League season. It'll be announced uh, later today on MLB Network, the schedule. So, you know, again, it's a work in progress. It's a very important work in progress. And, you know, hopefully they get this thing uh, right and, and the players feel safe enough not to opt out. And, you know, we have baseball at some point. I would think that has to be particularly frustrating for the Astros who are used to instantaneous results. Well... As we've seen, whether it be with a trash can or with coronavirus testing, we we need that. If you think any team would have the technology in place to make sure this was speedy and efficient, it is the Houston Astros. One thing we heard, though, from the Cardinal players, and I appreciate guys like Andrew Miller coming out and Matt Carpenter and Adam Wainwright and Mike Schilt. I mean, they, they've talked about the importance of, of getting on the field of at least at this point not opting out and talking about how important it is not only for them for owners but for everybody involved the fans and you know people make a living off of this and saying hey you know we understand the greater importance of trying to be out there and and also explaining to everyone we are going to pull young players aside and say hey if you're if you're not in line with this thing you better get in line because we are all relying on each other to make sure because it's kind of a house of cards if you bring it in the clubhouse and 
it spreads and and we get it, it's over. Do you it's guys over. think that this is part of being a St. Louis Cardinal? The the recognition that in this town, it's more important than it is in most other towns. And the understanding that a lot of guys, Paul Goldschmidt, the latest example, has fallen in love with the fans here. Because, for lack of a better term, we owe it to the fans to give that to them this year. Well, I think they understand in a normal year the importance of what the franchise means to the city, for sure. Um, I would say baseball collectively, because of what they went through in the negotiations and how ugly it turned, not not just in St. Louis, but everywhere, I think the players understand the importance of what it means. Whether you're playing in Toronto or St. Louis or Miami or Tampa or San Francisco, wherever you're at, I do believe the players collectively understand how important it means to the country to try to play. Maybe not Tampa. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you, the, these players understand... In a, in a serious manner, I, they they understand what this means. I, I do. I mean, and, and for guys like Mike Leake to step aside and and forego six million, and for David Price to mm-hmm. walk away from twelve million, I mean that that's it's big money. Now I realize these guys have made a lot of money, but you know they that's that's still a lot of money to walk away from. So I don't begrudge guys opting out. I've said that from day one. That's a personal decision. And there's going to be more that probably come. But the guys that opt in, and we need to talk more about that, I appreciate that too. And I do think that they put it on their shoulders to say that they're part of the collective importance and the collective good of what baseball can mean to a lot of people. I do. I also think if they're looking at it from a macro, they're probably looking at it from a micro too and how their season's been disrupted and how their career could be upended. Who knows what this is going to look like moving forward? So I think for those players that do opt in, in addition to saying, yeah, we need to do this for the fans, for our organization, for my my money, etc., they're probably looking at it and saying, what if we don't have a season this year? What's it going to look like next year? Is my career all of a sudden looking completely different than I anticipated it to look like? I think it's a great point. I mean, Adam Wainwright, mm-hmm. Yadier Molina, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys like that. Um and I think those are two great examples here in St. Louis. Um, I, I think you have to look too. After this year, you, you, we all have no idea. First of all, what next season looks like, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But we have no idea what the economic climate of the sport is going to look like if you're a free agent. Um, it's going to be fascinating what sports looks like, especially baseball, if they don't play this year. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody knows. But if, if you're on the backside of your career, and I, that's no disrespect to Yachty or Wayno, and if they were here, they would say that too. They're not 22 years old. Um, if you take this year off and you don't play, it's really hard to come back. I mean, it's just hard to play at that level at that advanced age. So it's it's about also physically just trying to stay somewhat sharp in a 60-game season to be able to come back next year and play Mm -hmm. physically, take the money out of it just to play the sport. I'm amazed now, though, that as we sit here on uh, July 6th, the ownership and the baseball front office are supposed to be the adults in the room. And right now it appears the biggest issue are the adults in the room, the people that are supposed to implement the testing, the people that are supposed to be organized, the people that are supposed to keep everybody safe. When you have a situation like Houston, the Angels, the Nationals, that is not on the players 
one iota. And so that's troubling is that you I would think if baseball wasn't going to be at least I was thinking when they came to an agreement. Okay, if we don't play it's going to be because of irresponsible players, not because of disorganized owners. Right now it looks like it's disorganized owners that are the biggest issue right now. I I would say this and this is by no means is this an excuse. You're coming off a of 4th of uh, 4th of July weekend and again this is no excuse. I mean you're you're dealing with players lives here. And I'm sure that you're going to hear about that. But they, I mean, starting this morning, this has got to be cleaned up. I mean, this this is it. I mean, you've got, what, two and a half weeks to get this thing right before opening day. And that's it. And I I really feel that this is going to be a a pivotal week for players because I I felt like, and I want to get both both your thoughts on this. I, I felt like this weekend and the next couple of days, it would be players saying, okay, I can... I can handle the testing. I'm kind of in a rhythm of this. Okay, I can deal with it. I, I'm. I don't know if used to it is the right way. I don't know if you ever get used to it with no fans and constant testing and the social distancing and the various things that you have to go through. Or some players on the flip side just say, "You know what? I've made my money. This is a. This is. This stinks. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. like this. I'm. I'm done. I'm opting out. I don't feel comfortable. And I'll see you in 2021." which is fine too. But I really felt like this could be a pivotal week as more players, and I do think we'll have that, more players opt out. What do you guys think? I think it's a pivotal week or a pivotal few days. And now that you have this, oh, man, it it just hurts. I was going to say, if I'm a player and I did feel comfortable going back, even despite all the things you just mentioned, and then I do the test and it's on Friday and it's Monday and we still don't have the results, I'm looking around being like, okay, so how, how much time did I spend with these guys? I, I, how I could be exposed. How did they not think about this? How did they not think about a workflow here? How did they not think about logistics? I mean, how many people who are smarter than me got in a room and said, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll have them tested. We'll ship it out to another state and then we'll come back. And yeah, okay, 48 hours roughly, they're going to get the results. How did no one think, okay, well, what if tests come back positive? Then these guys have been working out with each other. They've been close in close contact, sweats going everywhere. How How is none of this thought out before? So if I'm a player and this is happening now and I already had reservations, yeah, I think we might see a lot of other players come out this week and say, I'm not go- I'm not cool with this. And just let's use Andrew Miller as an example. He's got two small kids. He said yesterday, my, my parents are older. He doesn't want to expose anybody. He said, I would feel terrible if I were the one that transmitted the disease to somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And I would think that there are a lot of players that have that that personal responsibility, and it is a lot of responsibility, that they wouldn't want to do that. And if you have no control because your testing is either non-existent or poor or delayed, then shame on baseball. But if I'm a player, yeah, I, I would absolutely, you'd have to consider opting out if you're concerned about other people. Well, I think we'll find out 24, 48 hours. Yep. This this could completely change. Um, and I'm sure baseball in the next hour or two will, will definitely have to come out and address what's yep. happened with these teams for it's sure. It's unbelievable to me. Before, if I'm Rob Manfred and the front office of Major League Baseball, the first thing I do when I talk to all the GMs, all the owners, first thing we have to do is get testing in place. The very first thing. Let's worry about all the other stuff later. But when those players walk through the door, testing is first and foremost. I can't believe that they have mm-hmm. a situation like this. Yeah. we got to find out here. Yeah. Next day or two, it's got to get cleaned up. Yep. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.